the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Do you know someone expecting a baby soon? Griff's buddy and his wife just had a baby boy. Well, there's a baby name that's taking a taking a huge nosedive in popularity. And Kev, I think you can guess what it is if I give you this one hint. Okay. It's a baby girl name. Baby girl name. I, I don't know. Why what? would people not want to name their girl... Karen right now. <laughs> it just got its lowest ranking since 1927. That's it silly. was the most popular baby girl name in 1965. But now that it's become the definition of the type of woman who asks to speak to the manager, it's plummeted in popularity. <laughs> No one wants to name their baby girl what Karen. What happens if you really do need to talk to the manager? What if somebody's giving you terrible service, you're not getting anywhere, and you do need to talk to the manager? Then you're a Karen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're just standing up for yourself. <laughs> it's just... How do we, in this day of women, you know, up with women, equality, and women's rights, decide when a woman stands up for herself in a, you know, a transactional situation she's automatically a karen and what's crazy if a guy is a snarky let me speak to the manager kind of guy he's supposedly a chad but i bet you didn't know that because well, no one talks about the chads, chads they talk about the karens. And karens and they're all fine people and that's ridiculous okay you can be honest do you have many family arguments coming up the odd thing that leads to a lot of bickering Hey, do you have any arguments in your family? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Come on. It's peace, love, and not. unicorns, right? <laughs> uh, there's something surprising that's leading to a lot of bickering in families. Okay. And it is hmm? playing Monopoly. Oh, oh my gosh. Full contact Monopoly at my house. Are you kidding? <laughs> I had no idea. One in five family members and friends have actually been banned from game night because they get so heated when they play. Uh, from that person who quits when they're losing to accusing others of cheating, it's a game that creates a lot of conflict in families. Competition, I guess, brings out the best in some and the worst in others. And Monopoly is the one game that does it the most. Two things happen in my family. My son, Kyle, will do this goofy thing with rules. He'll like make things up. And he'll go, show me in the rules where it says, I can't do that. <laughs> That's not how the rules work. That is not how they work. So that's the first thing. That he drives should have me been nuts. an attorney. Then the second thing that drives me nuts about playing Monopoly in my family is my wife Tracy. She just buys everything. She lands. She just buys it. Doesn't matter what it is. She just buys it all. She'll have one of everything. And why does that bother you? Because then you can't build and get three of you know oh. like all of uh, all like like uh, Park Place and Boardwalk. I've you never can't get played them long enough. She owns one, and then she'll make a ridiculous demand. Like, I'll sell it to you for how much? Nine million dollars. And you're like, no way. <laughs> it's, and, and the game just kind of peters out because no one can make any moves because she owns one of everything. <laughs> That's funny. Ugh. So is the game collecting dust at this point? No, because if we don't have, we gave it to Goodwill because we didn't have all the pieces. Oh, so it's, it's just it, gone from the house. From it getting, you know, the table getting tipped <laughs> over more than once and the pieces go everywhere. 
So, wow. Yeah, it's full contact monopoly in my house. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We're talking about family game night and how heated it can get. And if your family gets heated, will you call us and tell us what, what game is it that you cannot play together anymore? Or do you have that one family member that you're like, no, Uncle Bill cannot play Monopoly with us. We'd love to hear about that. My wife and I, when it's just the two of us, we'll play cards or something. It's mm-hmm. fine. Well, it's when good. the kids get involved that things get just crazy. Is it the same in your house? Hey, Tammy, we're talking about those family game nights. They're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to bring us all together. But I don't know about your family, but boy, they can get heated at my house. Uh, we play Candyland, and my kids are grown, and they still. It's like uh, it's game on when we get out Candyland. So uh, we, <laughs> we still play it, but it's, uh, we end up getting in the... A lot of uh, arguments over it. That's wow. so funny because there's really, you, there's, it's all like chance with right. Candyland, but right? But don't you remember that one time one of my daughters, you were playing Candyland oh, with yeah, one I, of my daughters. I was, oh, I remember that. Yeah, Autumn. She was probably three or four mm-hmm. and she was cheating at Candyland. <laughs> she was like hiding cards on the, and I was too naive to not just let her cheat. I was like, uh, Autumn, I think you had that card hidden under the, I'm like and now looking back i'm like just let her get away with it i'm, I'm supposed to be cool and taylor just go for it <laughs> we're talking about uh getting together with the family and playing games i have a, a great memory of playing game uh card games with my grandmother oh, Boots. That's good. um she loved playing a game called 500 rummy and i think that's where i got my love it for for this game was from from her she and my granddaddy used to play all the time i mean oh, you'd neat. go to their house mm-hmm. and, and they would just have a pad full of like keeping score i mean full notebooks full of them playing wow. cards like every night and then when he passed away i kind of like took on the job of whenever i was visiting her we'd play cards so bad that i went to visit her one night I had to get up and go to work the next morning. She lived way on the eastern shore of Maryland. I was going to spend the night and then drive to work in Baltimore City the next day. We're playing cards, playing cards. All of a sudden, I lost track of time. The sun's coming up. Whoa. <laughs> now that's enjoying the game. We've gotten so into playing 500 rummy. for. We probably wound up playing 1,500 rummy by the time the night was over. I was like, Grandma, I've got to get a nap. i got to be to work in like two, three hours. So that was just a great family game game night memory for me. If you don't believe there are differences between moms and dads, just go and read some mom blogs and some dad blogs, and you will see very, very different. Not only different, but uh, the ratio, the number of mom blogs to dad blogs, it's like five to one. I did not know a dad blog existed. See, See, there you go. I know like of dads that have like Twitter accounts. Because there's so so few of them around. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to give you some topics these are the, the titles of the, the blogs, and you tell me mom blog or dad blog, okay? Um, dude dad builds a diaper machine. Dude dad builds a diaper machine. I guess that's a dad blog. Dad blog. Okay. Dad blog. Good, we'll stick with diapers. Diapers and daiquiris. Oh, that's a mom blog for sure. <laughs> a mom that needs some, okay. uh, some fun times. When your bestie is a three-year-old, mom blog or dad blog? Uh, I'm going to go dad blog on that one. As mom. Oh. Dads don't say bestie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a chick phrase. They say best friend, but not bestie. Okay. Or buddy. Um, buddy. It's my buddy. How to hide your elf on a shelf and hide the evidence as well. Mom mm. blog or dad blog? 
Mom blog. <laughs> it's a dad blog. Really? Dads don't worry about elf on a shelf. Fair. Mom has to keep the elf in line. This one did. Um, five easy meals on a weeknight. Oh, that's mom. Mom blog. Mom yeah. blog. Um, one more. Let's see. If it's your kid, you're not babysitting. Mom blog or dad blog? Dad blog. Dad blog. <laughs> that's right. I've been saying that for years. I used to remember yeah. when our kids were little. And uh, I never looked at it as baby. Someone would say, oh, you're babysitting the kids. I'd be like, no, they're mine. Yeah. Coming up, you'll probably agree. This is the household chore that seems never ending. Kev, you want to guess which household chore seems never ending? Survey says laundry. You are correct, sir. (laughs) The average home goes through about 2,200 pounds of laundry a year. And you know what's a big part of the problem? The average kid goes through three outfits a day. Oh, yeah. Moms will be like, it's like watching a fashion show. Like, all of a sudden, they're they're changed again. (laughs) Most families do a bare minimum of, of at least one load of laundry a day. Yeah. Oh, our our washing machine constantly going. And we've got a family of six. So somebody somebody is always going like, are these your clothes in the washer? Because I got to do a load. My husband's got this app on his phone that shows our electricity usage every day. And during the week, you know, when I'm not around, it's not bad. But then when when I get home and do laundry on the weekends, oh, my gosh. I didn't know the washer and dryer used that much electricity. It's Mm. crazy. Coming up today happens to be National Best Friends Day, and we've got some people's views on their besties coming up next. Hey, did you hear today happens to be National Best Friends Day? And uh, this is interesting. Here's some stats on our best friends when we met them and and that kind of thing. So here's, here's some fun stuff. Most of us met our best friend in school. Elementary school and high school are the most popular stages in life to meet them. 19% of people said their dog is one of their best friends. Only 9% say the same about cats. Uh, We're almost twice as likely to consider our mom our best friend than our dad. 43% of people said their spouse is one of their best friends. And 6% of people agreed with this statement. My parents like my best friend more than they like me. <laughs> It'd be fun to swap some stories about your best friend. Like, what's a story that you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, only me and my bestie would have gotten in that kind of trouble or done that thing. What's your story? Give us a call. <laughs> Donna, we're talking about best friends. Do you have a good story of uh, you and your best friend uh, getting in some kind of mischief? Well, I could tell you about a story about a best friend. I've got a best friend in my family. My grandparents... And my my mom and my grandmother were pregnant at the same time. It was a whoops baby. No kidding. So, <laughs> she her name was Val, and and we grew up. My, they lived on a farm in Ohio, and I lived in the big city of Atlanta. And she would come visit me in the big city, and I'd go to the farmhouse and visit her. Aww. And we spent so we would swim in the creeks. We would we would sleep in the chicken coop at the farm. <laughs> we cleaned it up and sleep in there overnight. We did all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, 
we're still close and best friends to this day. Who was the ringleader? Was it you or her? It was me. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, hey, let's too. sleep in the chicken coop. <laughs> that is awesome. What a special relationship. I'm glad they had that oops baby, not oops at all. That was a God Amen, thing. Amen, sister. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you have any great stories of reconciliation and forgiveness in your family? This one is going to blow you away. Debbie and Jim dated for 10 years before they finally got married at their church in Florida. Two days after the wedding, Debbie, the bride, donated her kidney to her husband's ex-wife, Mylene. Can you imagine? She felt like God was telling her to donate her kidney. Debbie and Jim are foster parents, so Debbie did this all while juggling a house full of six children. Mm. The women call themselves kidney sisters. They didn't really know each other very well at all before this. Now they pray for each other every day, coo over their grandbabies, and they're planning a big family trip to Lake Rabin, Georgia. All of them together. Wow. That's how much this whole experience has changed their lives. Out of that uh, Dolly Parton song, Jolene. Mylene, Mylene, <laughs> take my kidney to town. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just love that story so much. It, it put me in such a good mood to think that God can work on our hearts like that. After, you know, you can, you can imagine some of the exchanges, I'm sure, over mm. those 10 years. Like, fine, <laughs> you know, with the kids. And they yeah. they were just kind of like blank to each other until this should kids get paid to do this coming up the latest parenting controversy have you heard the latest parenting controversy how about how do you feel about this should kids get paid to do this pursue a hobby there's a mom of two who revealed that she doesn't pay her daughter for chores but she pays her for doing things she's passionate about it all started when gymnastics got hard And her daughter wanted to quit, so she offered to pay her daughter to continue. And she feels like it's teaching her daughter that she can get paid for doing something she loves someday. She thinks a lot of people who gave up on pursuits, you know, like me quitting piano when I was in third grade, that we would have kept on going if we had Had been incentivized. incentivized hobbies not the joy of playing the piano Mm -hmm. or the joy of gymnastics but for the cash money and then she thinks her daughter should just do chores because she's part of the family and that's what you do and so she does not pay her for chores Hmm. are we just kind of shuffling money around there mom (laughs) i know like my father-in-law used to pay my his granddaughter for grades if she got an a she would get i think twenty dollars per a huh my granddaddy used to pay me a dollar when we would go and visit them. He would pay me a dollar for every hour I would stay out of the house. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> Poor little talkative Kevin. Here, kid. Get out of the house. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> so what do you think about this whole idea of uh, you don't pay kids to do chores around the house? 
You pay them to do their hobby. So if your kid is like into baseball, you'd pay them to go to baseball practice. Or if they're uh, play the piano, like a young tailor who gave up mm-hmm. playing the piano. Begged my mom to let me quit. If mom had just paid you, would you have stuck with it? I, something about that doesn't sit right with me. Paying kids to pursue their hobbies. Oh, what about you? Does it sit right with you? So we're talking about this idea of getting paid for like doing hobbies and stuff like that. And it, it just doesn't sit right with me. This whole idea of like there are things that kids should do, uh, you know, and chores too, just because they're a part of the family and it's expected. But as I'm saying this, I'm realizing what a hypocrite I am. And I can share this story openly now because my mom, my mom passed away last August. Well, she came to visit us one time. She lived in another city. This was when my son was graduating high school. She came to visit for his graduation and she had a, a cane and she wanted to sit down on it was at a big high school uh, uh, football field and she wanted to sit down front in the handicapped area and she you could you could do that but you could only take one person with you and I wanted to sit with my wife you know it's our son graduating so it was up to one of my three daughters to go and none of them wanted to sit with grandma they wanted to sit Aww. with us that's so, sad I, I can share this now because my mom she used to listen to our show online when she was still with us and she doesn't anymore um, now she's listening in heaven mom please forgive me I paid one of my daughters twenty dollars to sit with her. <laughs> I think I remember this story. Oh my goodness! I said you are not to speak of it. You are not to tell your other sisters that I paid you to do this. And I not only want you to sit with, her, I want you to like hold her hand, tell her she looks beautiful. I want you to go overboard. She was like, okay. And then afterwards, my mom was just like, oh my gosh. It was Amber. Your daughter, Amber, she is such a sweetheart. She was the best person. So we had such a great time. I'm like, I got my money's worth. Money for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll, in just a minute, I will tell you, Kev, I think it's a good idea to pay kid for, kids for their passions really? versus chores. And I, there, I can give a very specific example from my life in just a minute. So I think this mom that decided to pay her little d- girl for things that she's passionate about instead of chores, I think she's on to something. I'm interested, Taylor, see because, where you're going with this, because um, it, it just doesn't sit right yeah, with Yeah, I'm the middle of five daughters, and chores was a huge focus mm-hmm. of my childhood. Okay. I mean, it is very important to my parents. Very German, very work ethic, very much like... You girls have slept long enough on Saturday and dad would have a list of chores for us. And I knew not to ask if I could go out with my friends until all my chores were done. Do you have a whistle like Um, the dad in Sound of Music? No, it wasn't that bad. But I remember like very, because see, we didn't have any boys. So we all had to help mow the lawn, edge, weed, all that stuff. So I got my first job, my summer job at 15 because I wanted to get out of some of that yard work. <laughs> um, but it was such an emphasis that like, when we were leaving for church on Sunday mornings, all of us packed into the station wagon. My mom or my dad would go, nice job, girls. It looks like a park. And we would just roll our eyes like, ugh. <laughs> and um, we, like, when we were like, you know, maybe fifth grade, we got a dollar an hour. And then maybe when we were like a, G- a freshman in high school, we got up to $2 an hour. Mm. Uh, not for like dishes and laundry and normal stuff, but yard work. We got okay. a little extra. And I think I look back and I quit piano lessons I, I'm not super creative, and now I get paid for doing something I love 
I think it's kind of a cool idea to pay kids for their passions, like especially if they're tempted to quit something that you know they've got a knack for and you can see it in them. And you're, you know, you're like that mom said, you're trying to incentivize them to keep going. Whereas chores, I mean, you're never going to get paid for doing your laundry at home. You're never going to get paid for vacuuming or doing the yard work. That's just part of life. So it's kind of like a good, I think, parallel of what life's going to be like when you're an adult. I don't know. It'd be inter- it's going to be interesting to see how our daughter turns out. Yeah. See if it works out for them. Something about just, I don't know, doesn't sit right with me. Just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I, I don't know what you should pay your kid for, but piano lessons and baseball. Mm, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I, I, I don't know why. I can't put it into words. Well, good thing we're not having a debate because <laughs> you would lose. No, I'm kidding. No, everyone would go. You're right. You're right, oh, okay. Kevin. And don't need to explain it. It's okay. When, when, here's what you do when you when you have an opinion and you can't explain it, mm-hmm. and the other person is making more sense than you. Just go. Well, I don't need to explain it because it's self evident. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those times in your lives where people just went way out of their way to help you and you never forget them? You never forget that yeah, story and how they called, made you uh, feel. They call those people usually mom and dad. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. Well, this is a story like that and it just touched my heart so much. I couldn't wait to share it with you. Uh, this high schooler named Timothy, um, he was not going to walk at graduation. He was graduating from um, his Alabama high school. But he didn't have a cap and gown. He didn't have the money for tickets to the ceremony. Didn't have the right clothes to wear. Didn't even have a ride across town to get to the ceremony. So he did what he normally does on a Friday night. He went to work. He gets to Waffle House and his manager's like, Timothy, weren't you supposed to graduate today? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go. And they're like, what? No, you can't do this. So the whole team, the whole staff at Waffle House sprang into action they got him a, a pair of slacks and a belt and a tie and a long sleeve white shirt. Mm-hmm. They got him his cap and his gown. They got him some tickets. They gave him a ride to graduation and made sure he was able to mark this wow. event in his life. He said he was so touched by their kindness. That is cool. But wait, there's more. Because everyone was so touched by how sweet the staff was at Waffle House and what they did for Timothy, word got out, you know, like it often does with good news stories. And a local community college found out and offered him a free scholarship. Oh, wow. That's to go great. to school. Look at that. So now he's not only graduated, they got these awesome pictures of him in his cap and gown and the whole deal, but now he's going to college. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That is a great story. Well, this is the time of the show when we check in with our producer, Griffin. He's got a wife, Sarah, and a five and a four-year-old. And he's been very open with us in the past that uh, his wife often gets baby fever. And it's back again (laughs) for a very specific reason. We're going to talk about that next. So Griff is in with us. And Griffin, uh, Taylor was just saying... That uh, your wife has got the uh, kind of the urge for uh, another baby. What's going on? Oh yeah, the baby fever is at an all time high. All time high because of the royal baby that uh, just came along. That's probably not helping. I mean, <laughs> I mean, why Thanks not? Throw it in. <laughs> um, no, her best friend recently had a baby, brand new baby, okay. and then days later, my best bud, we've been buds since we were babies, uh-huh. had a baby finally, 
and oh, she man. recently got to meet both babies oh. and hold oh, them no. and the whole deal. Did she smell their heads? Oh, yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> we were over at my buddy's Game house. Game over when that happens. <laughs> right. We were at my buddy's house, and she would not let the baby go. She's like getting work phone calls and stuff, and she's holding the baby, and she's just taking it with her around the house. Uh-oh. And thankfully, they're cool, but they're like, "Oh, we trust her. She's raised two kids. She's good." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Sarah, you're taking their baby. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's so much so. Oh. Some of my other friends are kind of taking bets on whether or not we'll have a third kid. Oh, I'm, I, so, I bet the house on number three is coming. No, it's, it can't. It, uh, it just can't. We don't have the room for it. We don't. <laughs> we we already got rid of all of our baby stuff. Oh, We're done. That's right when you usually get pregnant. You have to start when, totally over. That's what happened to my friend. Right she had twins. You got rid of everything. Yeah. And then got pregnant with another set of twins. Right when you get rid of all the baby stuff and you're like, ain't no way. That's when God nudges St. Peter and goes, hey, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mess with Griffin and Sarah. <laughs> So I think one of the differences between men and women is if you go out for a night out, you know, go to a show or go out to eat or whatever, a guy will just throw throw something on, they're good to go. Ladies, however, y'all obsess over how you look. Like outfit changes, does my hair look good? Are these shoes okay? My wife and I went out the other day and she was not confident leaving the house. I was like, you look great. You look fantastic. But she was not confident at all but then something happened while we were out that made her feel like a million bucks tell you about it next do you think do you think my premise is is on the money y'all taylor when you and glenn go out does he get ready like that and does it take you Mm -hmm. a bit longer yeah i mean he can take a shower five minutes before we're supposed to walk out the door and i'll be like oh my gosh is he gonna get ready on time has he ever and he always does has he ever one time obsessed over what he's wearing one like one or two times, like as a general rule. But as a general rule, he does not worry. As about a general it, rule, no. do you? If you're going out somewhere. Uh, if it's really, really, really special, like okay. I've got to speak at an event, then I get really upset. Assessed, yeah. My wife and I were going out uh, last week and going out to a show. First mm-hmm. time we've been out since you know everything started reopening. Well, I mean, we've been going out to dinner and stuff, but we were going out to to get something to eat, and then we we're going to a show. Pretty excited. And uh, and she got all dressed up. This was a rock and roll show we were going to. That's awesome. And she got these um, these boots that she hasn't been able to wear that I bought for her when we went to Las Vegas, like almost two years ago now. They were ankle high and they were snakeskin boots. And she was, I convinced her to buy them. She was like, they are not me. I do not wear boots like that. And I said, oh, come on, it'll be fun. You know, go to a concert and wear those. It'll just be fun. So this was the first concert we'd gone mm-hmm. to. So she, she wore the boots. Was not... Confident in the boots. Also, she's like, I don't like the way my hair looks. I really, I got to go back to the hairdresser. Aww. I just got to get my hair done. I'm just not, not feeling great about the way I look. Here's what made her feel like a million bucks. Because mm-hmm. I can go on and on. Oh, you look great. Yeah. You look fantastic, honey. You look, you look like a, you look like you walked out of a magazine. Doesn't matter. We're walking into the venue and a woman's walking up the street towards us. And she stops and goes, holds her hand out. Like, like stop for a minute. She goes, I just have to tell you. I adore your boots. Aw, <laughs> that's awesome. Tracy said, oh, thank you. And we walked away and I went, see? <laughs> I told you. Then we go into the show. We're in the show, right? And the band's on stage and stuff. And there were a lot of, uh, you could tell these guys were musicians. There were bands there to see this band. Um, and one of the guys that, that had hair that looked like he walked out of a magazine, long curly hair, walks up to my wife. 
who also has long curly hair. And he goes, I just have to tell you, your hair rocks. <laughs> That's awesome. And she said, thank you. And I went, see? <laughs> this is why I think it's so important if you have a compliment inside you for someone, get brave enough and just tell them. Compliment them because you never know how much they need to hear it. Here's the part that drove me nuts, though. Why can I say it a million times and it goes in one ear and out the other? Because she thinks you're doing it because you're her other half and you are supposed to love her like Christ loves the church. You have to. You love you love me. So you have to. And I was like, I'm, I'm talking strictly aesthetics. You'll look hot. But it took total strangers telling her that for it to finally <laughs> sink in. I don't get it. Why can a husband compliment his wife up and down? It goes one ear and out the other. Total strangers compliment. She's on cloud nine. I don't know. That's crazy. Crazy. Women are crazy. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't said that. Say it, but I'm nodding in agreement. <laughs> but I'm really glad you brought up exterior beauty today on the show, Kev, because um, something really, really cool happened. Uh, you may have seen this a couple days ago, but did you hear who is on the cover of Vogue magazine? No. It's the uh, the young woman Malala. Remember, she um, she tries to help women have the freedom to go to school, and um, she was attacked one time just for trying to go to school and give girls the right to go to school. And um, she's come a long way from being you know those famous images of her in the hospital with a bandage around her head, and now she's on the cover of Vogue magazine. And uh, she tweeted out is really cool. She said, "I'm just I'm so honored." to be on this cover and I know every girl knows in her heart that she can change the world Mm. and I just thought that was such a neat thing to praise on the cover of a magazine like that where it's usually all about nothing but physical beauty yeah Yeah, but Mm. this is a woman that's beautiful inside and out and also that she's completely healed from her injuries, hmm. and there's no sign of that anymore. So I thought that was pretty cool. What country was she from? She's from Pakistan. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.